Records of the Unknown, Operation Convergence, involve story elements that some may find disturbing, including violence, psychological horror, and depictions of suicide. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to an Atomic Broadcasting production. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the feature presentation. And remember, do your part, such as like, comment, rate, and don't forget to tell a friend to tune in for an Atomic Time. On the search for Agent Teal, the agents followed their only clue, the lights. Doing so, they discovered the leftovers of an attack against the crew of Phenomenex. The agents then came to a nearby barn, full of unknown and incomprehensible technology, as well as a small, gray humanoid, which was in the middle of operating on Agent Teal. To rescue him, the agents assaulted the barn, killing multiple gray humanoids, as well as two of six fungus-like creatures, the remaining four of which fled. After Agent Teal sacrificed himself to burn the barn and all within it to the ground, the remaining agents found themselves face to face with an unknown group of soldiers. Humans fear endings. They run from them, avoid them, ignore them. But when facing the unknown, you must understand there is no end to what you face. The only end you'll find is your own solitary one. September 14th, 2 a.m., Groversville, Tennessee. Agent Gray, as you are stepping out of this burning barn, you see the three of your compatriots, Agent Green, Agent Olive, and Danny. The three of them are frozen still as you look on ahead and see a helicopter landed in the field. Five armed men with their guns aimed at all of you step forward with one man in a suit and tie behind them. As they begin to get closer, one of the men yells, Put down your weapons! Put your hands in the air! Um, yeah, I guess I'll... I guess I'll take off... I'll take off my, my knife armament. And drop it. I don't think Gray has the shotgun anymore, honestly, at this point. Dropped it in the fire? Yeah, falling through the floor. Fair enough. I throw down my gun. Danny drops the camera. These men start getting closer to you, and coming out of the helicopter are three men in bright orange hazmat suits running forward with fire extinguishers. They run past you guys and are trying to see if they can put out some of the fires in the barn. As you are standing there, these men are all around you. Their guns still aimed on you. They're wearing like full black tactical gear. You can only, you can't really even see any of their skin. They're just covered head to toe. Lots of weapons. A lot of them seem very itchy to shoot something, and they're all aimed at you currently. The man in the suit steps forward. He's in older man, probably middle-aged, his hair starting to gray, but it's slicked back. And he looks at all of you, slowly, kind of panning amongst you. 
and then he kind of smiles, and you can see like three of his teeth are gold. He looks at you and goes, "Well, I declare, you folks look a little green behind the ears. I'm surprised to see you all uh, operating again after last time." <coughs> What? Well, you don't look so good. All burned up. Fire in the... Uh, <clears throat> fire in the barn. Well, seeing as I know it's just the three of you who are agency, and that fellow's just a cameraman, is that correct? That That is... that's correct. Okay. He looks over at one of his men, who then shoots Danny in the head, and Danny falls over. You all, uh, interrupted, uh, really large research situation for us here. We don't necessarily like that, but I am happy to see the program operating again, though I'm not pleased to see it working against me and my people this time. And <coughs> who, <coughs> who, who are you? Well, let's just say that'll be our little secret, aside from the fact that we're here to protect the people and make use of things the program might not deem usable. Now, in this situation, I'm willing to let you three of you go on your own merry way. We're just going to take a few things before we head out. As in, what sort of <coughs> things? Oh, you don't need to worry about that yourself anymore. We'll take care of it. <clears throat> then we will be on our way. Oh, you can be. As soon as we're done, you just hold on there a minute and wait for my boys to take some stuff. And we'll get out of here. And then we'll let you go. Behind you guys, you hear, like, fire extinguishers going off. A couple more men run up, and they look like they got bags that they're filling with some stuff. Can we tell what they're putting in the bags from this distance? Uh, you wouldn't be able to tell exactly what, but you just assume various stuff from this bio-organic kind of barn setup. It might be some of the technology. It might just be some of the biology in there and they're coming running back and taking some stuff to the helicopter now then um, we'll be making our way out but i suggest in the future you don't get involved with us again and how were we supposed to know who you are oh i'm sure the program had an idea already then why'd they send someone out here like i said i don't think we're on the same page anymore now the next time the program reaches out whether they send you a fax or an email or up a ladder beneath your door, I would hope maybe each of you would think twice before responding again, especially if that puts you in our way. I don't mind what the program's doing, as long as they stay out of my way. And, um, if you decide to tell them about us, will you tell Derringer his old friend L says hello? Have a good day, each of you. But before you leave, yes. has your research produced results? Honestly, not sure if I can trust the results anymore. You see, we, you all going in there revealed a couple of things that I don't think were shared with us. So I'd like to say yes, but I'm starting to think might not have been as trusting of friends as we thought we had. Interesting. But that is the nature of the beast. Well, rest easy. We won't be bothering you so long as you don't bother us. All of them kind of turn around and start heading out. Helicopter turns on. They still have their guns trained on you as they take off, and then they leave. There is so much more to know about all of this. <coughs> um, <coughs> uh, where's 
Teal. Teal didn't make it out. Dissected. We tried. He told us to run. <sighs> First the cows were mutilated, then they were altered. Then people disappeared, and then people came back altered. I think we probably interrupted it. It might have been a more forgiving end than whatever they were going to do to him. Judging from the previous results, I assume so. And I'm going to assume that group is probably going to pick up Jane. Yeah. We need to get out of here. <coughs> and <coughs> you need some water. <sighs> I need a lot more than that. And 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 we need to t- tell Derringer what happened. He sent a team. He was supposed to send someone tomorrow. Today. This morning. <sighs> we need to go now. Get away from this place. Green's gonna take a good long while just staring at the the wreckage of the barn. Very much lost in thought. You guys going back to the motel? Or are you wanting to just rest for the night and then head out? I need a doctor. That's also true. You could go to the hospital. I also need a doctor. I could drive to the hospital if you want. Gray just says, <clears throat> get me back <coughs> to the car. I'll call Derringer. Get us help. Come on, you two. And I, I pick up my gun on our way back to the van. As we wander back, I'm just going to look at Danny and say, Sorry, Danny. Forgot to mention, they definitely would have taken the camera. As you guys get back to the cars, because of the lack of sleep, Jack, you lose four willpower points. I'm at zero. Sven, you lose five. Oh, that's right. You guys didn't sleep, did you? Olive is currently on drugs, so I'm not giving her a roll for being up too late. A reminder, when you're at one to two willpower, all actions are at a minus 20%. When you are at zero, you fail all tests, including sanity rolls, and are out of control, unconscious, or incapacitated by an emotional meltdown. In this case, I'd probably say... He's asleep. (laughs) He passes out in the back of the car. And you're driving to the hospital. Calling Derringer. On the car phone, whilst driving to the hospital, you would call Derringer, to which you receive no response. He's... Gray hangs up the phone. He's not answering. Let's just get to the hospital. We can try again later. You drive to the hospital. It's 2 a.m. Everything's very quiet in town. No one's around. No other cars are driving. No one's walking about. You get to the hospital. Do you just send Olive in? Do you all go? Do you carry Green in? I'll go in, and I need I need help out here. As you go in, the lobby is empty, except for the receptionist at the front desk, who looks like they're asleep. But as you get closer, you can see their back. And their back looks almost as if it's been unzipped, and there is not as much blood as you would expect there, but instead like a blackish, grayish gloop on the ground. We roll sanity. Yeah, yeah, 30 under 80. Okay, you lose one sanity point. I'm immediately going to run back out. Have either of you gotten out of the van? Nope, I'm unconscious. That's true. I'm going to restart the van and speed away as fast as I can. Gray's just gonna... (laughs) 
What? It's Where are you that, going? That alien thing that I saw back at the hotel. I'm assuming it's here. There's no one in the lobby, which I feel like is very unusual for an ER. <sighs> what, 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 what did you see? I tell you what I saw. Uh, I wonder how many and to what level. I don't know, but I'm not willing to hang around and find out. I don't even want to go back to the hotel at this point. I just want to get out of here. Uh, we, 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 go, go. So, all of his driving, the three of you, out of town. As you get out of town, you see ahead of you a car parked, two people outside, moving some sort of kind of police tape-esque thing across the road ahead of you. Like the crime scene tape stuff? Yeah, like that sort of stuff. Like they're kind of trying to, looks like there's some cones being put down. Like I would have to slow down? Or drive through it. I'm afraid you got all the decisions on this one. I don't think... Son of a biscuit! Gray, Gray is... You can see he's shivering and you can't tell if it's from pain or from fear. I will note that the vehicle you see is basically the same as what you're driving. Okay. I'm going to slow down as we approach. You slow down and you begin to approach. Stepping out of the vehicle is a man in a suit with a briefcase. And the case looks labeled biohazard as he's coming up to you guys. He's a young pencil pusher look, very gelled hair. Hello. Um, uh, Agent Olive? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Um, hi. Um, What's going on? The town is being uh, cordoned off. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Yes. Um, well, I came to bring this stuff to you guys, but um, there was a change of plans along the way. Um, we need you guys to turn around, go back to where you were staying, and uh, we'll get you out in the morning off no. to a secure site. No. For no. testing and medical leave. No. No, I ha- we have to get out of here now. Man, I'm sorry, but Derringer told me. Derringer? Where is Derringer? He's on his way right now. We need... we. <laughs> He'll be here in just a couple hours. This this one needs medical attention now. Well, I've, we've got some people almost here to start cleaning up the well, town. How long is it going to take? Olive. What? We'll wait here. Wait here? Here, not in town. C- can we wait here? At the town border. Technically, we're in town. Um, I suppose so. Um, Darren just said he wanted you guys to wait at your rooms, but this should be fine, I think, I guess. Sure. We, we won't leave your sight. Um, I really think you guys are fine. You guys are safe now. You know, we're, we're here. The town's inert. I don't think we're safe. If you've seen just an inkling of what we've seen tonight... You would understand why we want to leave. Uh, I, I imagine you've seen, and he pulls up like a little folder, um, subject, well, there's a lot of numbers. The protomatter. Protomatter? Um, it's like a gray liquid kind of thing. Okay, yeah, we've seen that. We've seen that like three times now. Not all on the same day. I'm not talking about that. Oh, okay. You said Derringer's on his way here. Yeah, How can I believe you? Um... I, um, I mean, I have a badge. So do I. It's true. He knows his name. We were, I don't. Well, so do those other people. What's in the briefcase? Oh, um, 
he puts it on the hood of your guys' car and opens it up and there's like some spray bottles. This stuff um, detects the contaminants that um, we found in Billy before he died. Um, this is what we were going to give you guys to test the town, but we received word that um, things had already progressed further than we suspected. Just a little. So, um, there's also these warrants for Town Hall. He's telling the truth. Okay, okay. Why don't Why don't you just sit there? We'll, we'll wait here for, for Derringer. He's coming with the cleanup crew. They're going to get the bodies out of here. How long till they get here? Uh, two or three hours. Okay. We'll be here. We'll be here. Okay. It's about 30 minutes past, and then the medical crew arrive and starts seeing to the two of you who are in bad condition. Green, they helped get you awake and settled, though you are going to really need a lot of rest, but you're awake for now. Ten or more of those cars start driving into town past you guys, and one of them stops. Out pops Derringer. He walks up to you guys. Worst Teal. Sacrificed himself so we could get out. Dissected. Fair enough. Well, I'm going to wait to ask too much more till the debriefing in a couple days after we get you guys moved out of town. Who of you are good to move? My legs work? I'm... I can walk. All right. Walk with me, then. He starts walking towards town. I slowly, probably with some difficulty, follow. Gray kind of mechanically follows, as if he's, he's just following a direction. He's latched onto a point. Well, I heard a couple of things happened, and uh, he gets interrupted as his little radio he has. A voice starts coming over it. And it's, Sir, Derringer, there's uh, a woman here. She's not in good shape. She's asking for... A Dr. Green in the motel. They didn't take Jane. No, they didn't. The woman is pregnant. Three weeks, nine months. Nine months in three weeks. Interesting. And it seems that the baby's starving her. Interesting. It's supposed to be Billy's, having gotten pregnant before the disappearances. Before? Before. Well, let's make our way there. I know a lot happened to you all today. I know you probably aren't all in the right state of mind to talk about it all at the moment, but... Uh, I'll seem like you're doing well enough right now, so hold on to that. And we'll, uh... Our friend, Mr. L, says hello. L? Kind of keeps walking with his back to you guys up ahead. Well, that does change a couple things. Who are they? We can talk more later. As you guys are walking through town, a bunch of biohazard-suited you know, hazmat-suited people are running in and out of buildings carrying out bodies. A lot of them look like parts of their bodies are almost unzipped, like a scar or something, like, just opened up. And a lot of them also, it's not a lot of blood, but there's, like, some grayish stuff. Do you know what that was? I think so. I haven't seen it used in the same manner as, um, it looks like it is today. I'm curious to hear what you guys found. But like I said, we can wait on that. I don't want to hear it from you all right now, not with where you all are. We've only scratched the surface. That is true. Mr. Derringer, later, I would like to talk with you privately. That should be easy enough. It is uncontrollable. <laughs> That's what the quarantine's for. It's, uh, not always a great thing to see this all happen to people. He opens the front door for you guys into the motel. Leaning like face first and almost slumped down against a wall, you see Tasha 
the receptionist. Her head is like peeled open and part of her brain is melted away, but not all of it. And she's just repeating, oh, um, oh, um, oh, um, over and over. You guys get to Green's room and it's already open inside of Green's room. You see Jane Allen. Her whole midsection and lower area is also all like peeled open. So she had a lot of like surgeries that just opened up and laying in front of her is a little newborn baby. And she is most assuredly dead. Is there other men in the room? Yeah, there's like two guys. Is the baby alive? Yeah. Does it look like a normal baby? Yep. It's a normal newborn baby. However, no belly button. Mm. Goodbye, Jane. This was Jane Allen. Yeah. That explains why I couldn't reach her. We tried to help her. Well, judging from the looks of it, I don't think anything we could have done would have saved her. What's going to happen to the child? Can't say for sure yet. We'll take it back. We'll take care of it. The child can't have her have a normal life. No life's normal. Apparently not. What about her mother, Jane? Jane's mother? Ah, there's men looking over there right now. I don't know. I haven't heard yet. For now, we got all your stuff. Got your other car. Let's go ahead and get you all out of here. To an off-site place for some more medical attention. And some testing. Testing. Off-site. Off-site. Testing. Some guys grab you and shuffle you away. All, they like grab each of you individually and shuffle you guys kind of into a car. Olive, you shouldn't drive. <laughs> can can I go back to my room first before they shuffle me away? Yeah, if you like shove off for a second. Yeah, yeah I'm going to brush them off and be like, just, just hang on, I need to go grab something. I go back to my room and I grab my backpack. There was someone who had already picked it up. You took it out of his hand. I looked through it. All your stuff that you would expect to be in there is in there. Okay. So you guys are loaded into a car. You fall asleep. You all are exhausted and not feeling well. And when you wake up, the three of you are in what looks like some sort of hospital room. But there's like a lot of people in hazmat suits walking around. And some of the walling is that plastic sheeting kind of everywhere. You guys are given food, lots of tests. You're sprayed down for a couple days. Afterwards, you guys are asked to write down your report on the situation. Do you guys, like, just share everything? Or is there stuff you guys keep out of the report? I don't share that I took cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Green shares everything. And very meticulous detail. Gray does share everything that he, and since he's the only witness of most of what he and Teal did. Okay, so only the cocaine is held back. Yeah, I mean, I share everything else. I omit the illicit drug use. Green mentions that he believes that Olive was on something. He He's sharing everything in meticulous detail. And then you guys are shuffled into a room. There's a TV in the room. It's on the news. And the headline reads, Small town in Tennessee wiped out by dangerous tornado. There's footage of Groversville just decimated no survivors thought to be found and you know it goes on for a while and then the door opens and derringer steps in with your guys's report and he sits down at the end of the table and puts a recording device on turns it on all right so anyone want to start here where would you like to begin well he said uh nancy allen was acting sedated right very yeah but uh, Angel Spivy didn't seem affected by anything. Is that correct? No, we could tell. Not noticeable. She uh, grieved in grief, of course, but not 
drugged. Not too out of the ordinary. Was she one of those things? As far as we can tell, with what was dealt with here and what we saw in your report, all the townsfolk were the townsfolk. But we have discovered in the past... However, it seems from your reports that it could be greater now than what we've experienced before. Is So in this, uh, they're calling it proto-matter. Even enough of it's ingested in your body. Something out there. I would suspect these, um, fungusy vegetation crustaceans are the ones who, uh, can influence them. And the, the gray men? I see the grays. I wasn't too surprised about. However, I was not expecting what you found in the clumps. You said that that one upstairs sort of just collapsed as the funguses were waking up? Yeah, the uh, one upstairs didn't put up any fight. I blew it to hell. Curious. Are you thinking they might have been controlled? Nothing was weird at the reservoir, though we did some sweeps with that material we gave you, but was too late. Place was uh, all contaminated. The whole water supply. I assumed as much. So each of you ingested a fair amount. Does it leave the system? Well, it seems after you burned down the barn, all of it, all their experiments, all the protomatter just went inert like it died. Surgical scars like what I noted were on Billy's body seemed to be on most of the townsfolk and they all opened up. And whatever protomatter was in them seemed to just start to dissolve, like it was killing itself. So you hit some sort of off switch, though I don't know if it affects all of it, or just what's in the immediate area. You said it dissolved? Something like that, yeah. That explains the receptionist. What about her her weird behavior, forgetting things? She partially infected, probably. And he kind of continues to go over the whole thing with you guys. However, he has not asked about the men at the end yet. Looks at you guys, turns off the recorder. All right. So what were these men? What was going on? They were studying the town, performing an experiment. In partnership with these things. Potentially with those things. Remember what they said. Our friends weren't sharing everything. Does Supra at Ultra mean anything to you? It does, yes. Though I don't know if I'll be sharing any of that with you today. It's safe to say that they're a rival organization. It would be safe to say something along those lines, yes. He said it's good to see the organization working again. Before I get into too much detail with any of you, I'd like to ask Mr. Mitchum and Mr. Elwood a simple question for the future. Well, they're working here. Would you like to get involved with what's going on, or would you like to step away? I would like to talk to you in private. Right now? When you're done with the others. Fair enough, thank you. Now, it ain't an easy option. Going home can seem very tempting. And from experience, it's kind of nice for a bit. But the nightmares and knowing that you could be doing something to help lives doesn't go away when you say goodbye. Now, if you can find a way to live with yourself, Having turned this down, then I applaud you to do so. But you don't think you can live with that. Green is just staring at Gray. Um, I'll stay. Um, I can't very well leave now. Too much work to do. Alright, thank you for that. Now, Mr. Elwood, so you want to talk in private? 
Yes, please. Before you give me my answer. It's a part of the answer. Okay. The two of you will just rest here for a second. I'll step out with Mr. Elwood. Agent Derringer and Agent Elwood step out into the hallway. Is this private enough, or do you need another room? I'm sure this will be private enough. I just... There's a lot you didn't tell us before you went into this, isn't there? There's a fair amount. But knowledge, uh, can't just be freely put out there. Oh, I understand. And I want to know all of it. But I don't think I'm quite cut out for... field work. Well, I can tell you one thing for sure. You'll never know all of it. I can try. I think we can try things out. I was thinking about asking you something similar anyway. Then it works out. I think so. So the answer is yes. From a different perspective. I think my my skill set is best applied in the observing the picture rather than finding the pieces. Let's hope you think you made a good decision once you start understanding things. I think it's the only decision I could make. I look forward to working with you. I can't say we'll ever see each other again, but we'll see what happens. Then in that case, best of luck. Thanks. You too. You're a dangerous man. You're sounding very dangerous. Sometimes that pays off. Let's get on back inside. I got some more things to wrap up. He ushers you back in. All right, Miss Olive. Just so you're aware, I did not ask you whether it's a yes or a no. You don't get a choice. With your little deal with Delta Green, your answer is yes. Yeah, I figured as much. We tried to learn more about this other group, and we haven't learned much. Aside from they seem to call themselves Majestic. Majestic 13, from what I understand. But that could be that there are multiple groups or cells or whatnot. We don't know. We haven't learned much, and many who have seemingly learned anything have not survived very long. But what does he know about you? I'm an older man at this point in my life. Not the youngest, spryest man. The program has gone through changes in the past. And he was one of those at a time. We worked together at least on one occasion. Seems he's found himself a different direction than I went. We don't normally do this type of stuff. But I'd like you all to stay on this uh, thread. I have friend that I'd like you all to meet with. Go over some files related to what you all experienced. Try and maybe put something together. Maybe help us move forward. Now, I'm not asking you to look into this majestic group. I'm asking you to look into these greys and these um, what we believe are called Mego. That's your objective. The goal would be not to ever interact with majestic as we don't need that in the way. However, if they have made deals with these greys, if not the Migo, then that might be unavoidable. Now, he seems to have some sort of knowledge about the three of you. Seems implied, at least. Or at least, he was aware of some information from us. You might have a mole. That's why we don't let information get very far. Or at least we try our best not to. So, I have some people you'll be working with, but... I wouldn't trust anyone besides them. The rest of Delta Green, I wouldn't classify as safe right now. But for now, you two are going to go home, and I'll call you. Give you a place to go, where you'll meet up, and you'll head into the records room. See what you can dig up for me. Till then, just keep on going like you've been doing between missions. Is there anything else you want to say before we send you out? 
Any other questions I might be able to answer? Where are you going, Elwood? I don't think I'm at liberty to say. I'm not sure if you'll be seeing him anymore, so... It's been nice working with you, though. Needless to say, he'll still be helping, but perhaps in a different way. I wouldn't worry about him. Try to keep your limbs. I'm always eager to lend a hand. Now, when I said you might not see him again, that goes for me as well. Aside from contacting you again, you might not be working with me. Like I said, I've got some friends that you'll be working with, and we'll see how things go. But I've got enough other things I gotta do that I have to oversee. As usual, Delta Grand, you don't usually work with the same handler multiple times, so I don't want that to look suspicious or anything like that. I like to say it's a pleasure working with you, Derringer, but that was a messy business. I can't imagine it's gonna get any cleaner. You control what you can, and work to control what you can't. That's the way we work. Alright, your cars, we waiting for you. You'll have plane tickets to go back home, get some rest. If you need more medical attention, you can stay a little longer. If not, you can deal with that at home. Elwood, if you'll come with me. Will do. Till we meet again, agents. Danger. Elwood. I guess I don't have to use your code names, but uh, Gray and Olive. It's been nice working with you. You too, Green. Best of luck. And with that, they head out. We fade to black. Then we see one week later. Here, two pairs of footsteps walking down a hallway, walking up to a bunch of security doors, scanning, going, scanning, going. And we see Agent Derringer with Elwood behind him. And they walk into a decontamination room and then walk into another room. They walk in and they see strapped to a sort of bed is Billy Spivy, who's kind of looking around like he's still kind of alive, but his arms and legs are still open, like those scars you guys have seen before are just open, and they're like almost empty, his arms, aside from the bone, laying on the other side of the room in a little plexiglass cradle type thing. He's the baby. All right. Derringer looks over at Ellen. Let's get to work, shall we? Happily. And then we fade from there. An office building. There's lots of typing. We see a fax machine go off. And a man stop next to it and look with trepidation until he notices it's just a regular fax. And we see Logan Mitchum. You're on your way to meet with your assistant. After jumping a little bit at the fax machine but noticing that it's different you see him shake off straighten his shoulders and looks up down the, down the hall that he was heading towards and just a very purposeful walk goes down to an office door joe oh hey man what's going on boss did you get those reports done yet almost just about done told you to have those on my desk this morning uh, hey chill out it's all right i mean they're not due to like three said this morning I met this morning, Joe. They're almost done. I just got a couple left. I want them in five minutes on my desk. All right, man. I don't want to hear any more excuses from you. Okay, jeez. Chill out, boss. Five minutes. Just closes the door. He gets working away on stuff. On the other side of the door, white knuckles on the handle as he squeezes. Work you to death like you worked him. As he now long sleeve the cuffs all the way up covering his arms 
not Hawaiian or brightly colored, but green. A little bit of teal buttons and gray slacks as he walks purposefully again down the hall back to his office. As Gray walks to his office and closes his door, another door unlocks and opens as we see Nell Jennings walk into her apartment. Her rat over there, excited that she's home. The night kind of goes along. Nothing was planned tonight, so it's just some TV, some food, maybe some drugs, whatever you get up to. And then you head off to bed until you're awakened. It sounds like your TV's on, like something's playing. You can't move, but your eyes are open. And you hear from the other room. Alright, I, I think this thing's rolling. What, what's your name again? Oh, um, my name's Jane Allen. Um, hi, it's nice to meet you. Oh, hi, nice to meet you too. I'm Frank Carangola. Phenomenix. As you realize, that tape you stole from Phenomenix is now playing in the other room. And while it's playing, you hear footsteps. Multiple pairs in your room. You see, there's some people, hoods up, little masks on. They're grabbing a couple things. One of them takes some of your drugs and puts it in a bag. All right now, it's nice to make your acquaintance. I know Lupin told you they're gonna leave you alone, but uh, and as you're looking around, you see that same patch on each of the men walking around. I know what the program has to do, and I see myself an opportunity. And you see standing above you, a man in a tan suit. His face looks like his was almost like cut off at one point, and now his skin is stretched over his head and like stapled on, so his mouth doesn't move when he's talking. And you're seeing now little flickers every now and again of that same thing those Miko looked like, how they moved out of time or something. That deal you made with the program. That deals with us now. So, if you value your life over a long stay in a prison you've never heard the name of, then uh, you get to do some work for us the next time he calls you. Let's go talk, shall we? They put a bag over your head. Some agents may never return to the field, but familiar faces resurface more than expected, and perhaps more than desired. Yes, I'll, I'll let her know. Thank you. A Derringer just called. He, he's sending us a group to look over a file. Groversville just finished up. Operation Convergence is done. Hand sealed. I will take care of it. Is it wise for Derringer to be making moves outside of the program? Well, it's not really our place. Um, he thinks the program is once again compromised. And again the program is divided. Humanity's greatest flaw. Yes, well, it's very hard to find good friends these days. Or any days, really. If Lapis is involved in this, you know what that means. We'll be ready for both of them. I'll prepare the file before they arrive. Yes, you go do that. I'll get my own things ready as well. 
Hey everyone, it's me, Sam. Thank you so much for listening to the first season of Records of the Unknown. As I'm sure you guys heard, we're working on a second season of this show. It'll be a little different, because the first season came about because we wanted to do something for Halloween. Um, We moved pretty quick to fit this in, but hey, we loved it a lot, so I'm prepping season two. Though it might look a little different, Um, don't expect it too soon, because... It, it might it might be a while but uh, we will make an announcement about it as we get closer to it so be on the lookout so with this season being over i wanted to go over what's going to happen with the variety hour feed we do have plans but it'll probably be next year early next year before you see anything else but it'll be pretty quiet till then that's sort of where you guys come in you guys reaching out to us by email or social media or leaving a lovely little review on our shows or subscribing if you can it really helps out and makes a really big difference for us because one we get to see what you guys are really digging and what you guys are really liking so if you can take that extra second to click on a star or a thumbs up or if you're really cool maybe type up an email let us know what you're liking or if you want to keep up with us the best thing to do Uh, would be to hop over to our main feed, The Written and the Lost, and listen for announcements that we'll make as we go. Or just follow us on our various social medias. Cool things are happening. We are having so so much fun making all this stuff. So even if you don't want to do all those other things I threw out, just listening makes a big difference on its own. We just love it so much, and we're just so happy to share it with people. So thank you so much. Love you guys. Have a great holiday season as we move into the end of the year. Thanks, guys.